You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are still in our series, Beyond the Signs. We're talking about the seven signs of Jesus according to John. Si John po, instead na tawagin niya simply na miracles, tinawag po niya ito na mga signs. Signs point us in a direction towards something or someone. Hindi po tayo dapat mag-camp or mag-linger doon sa sign, but we ought to pursue kung saan man po inililid tayo ng sign. So sa mga seri pong ito, sa pag-aaralan po natin, we are not going to study about the miracles. Hindi po yan yung topic natin. Rather, we will try to determine what the signs tells us about Jesus, the one behind the signs. Si John po, pinroclaim niya si Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God, and that those who believe in Him and all His claims would receive eternal life. Natutunan po natin the first week that Jesus is God and He is worthy of our faith. And that He is concerned with our lives and that He has the power to turn our lives around just like how He turned water into wine. Last week, pinag-usapan po natin that Jesus is God so we can take Him at His Word. We can stand on His Word because His Word is reliable and faithful just as He is reliable and faithful. Today, ano po kaya ang nasa isip ni John patungkol sa ating Panginoong Yesus? Ano yung gusto niyang ipresenta sa atin na mga convincing proof na siya nga yung anak ng Diyos at Kristo? I wonder how John would creatively reveal the person of Christ through the next miracle that we are about to study. Let's pray. Father, thank you that your word is always reliable, faithful, and true, that we can stand on it, believe in it, and it will change us. Panginoon, salamat po. Pangunahan mo po kami sa pangangaral at pag-aaral namin ng iyong salita. Sa pangalan po ng aming tagapagligtas na si Jesus. Amen. Sa dinami-dami po ng mga himala na ginawa ni Jesus, I wonder why John chose this miracle to include in the seven signs of Jesus. Among the seven signs of Jesus, ito lamang po yung himala na walang direct confession or indirect expression of faith. Whether nung nakareceive ng himala o ng mga taong nakapaligid nung ginawa yun ni Jesus. Instead of faith confession or faith expression, what Jesus received was persecution. Okay? Sino dito naka-experience na ng persecution? Okay, nung pong mga 1970s, 1980s, kung kail, uh, saan po na, ako'y nakakilala, 1984 po ako nakakilala, usong-uso po ang persecution. Pagka Bible study namin, uh, sa gabi, binabato po kami. Okay? Uh, malalaking bato, binabato yung bubong namin, sinisigawang kami, kung ano nung sinasabi sa amin. Yan, mga hallelujah, halibawang. Pinipiloso po kami, magkamali kami ng konti. So, kala ko ba born again ka? Born against ka pala. Yung promotion mo, hindi pinapansin dahil ikaw ay born against. 
kahit wala kang ginawa, in fact, yung ginawa mo nga tama, yet instead of being commended, you were reprimanded. And worse, you get persecuted. Sinasabi nila, akala mo kung sinong santo yung magsalita na yan, masyadong nagmamalinis, parang walang nagawang mali, etc., etc. Now, Jesus, after performing a miraculous sign, He got persecuted. So, I really wonder, bakit ito isinama ni John sa kanyang gospel? Doon sa seven signs. There must be something about this miracle. But I wish to remind you na hindi po natin topic o hindi po natin tututukan yung Himala o yung tumanggap ng Himala sa halip, ang tinututukan po natin is the person behind the miracle. The person beyond the signs. And that is Jesus. So the question that I want to ask and answer today is, what did Jesus do in this miracle? In this particular miracle, Jesus did three things. At ito po yung aking i-discuss sa inyo. Number one, He gave a foretaste of His glory. Number two, He broke wrong beliefs. And number three, He set up His own death. So unahin ko po sa inyo, He gave a foretaste of His glory. Imagine with me that you are there present during those times. Jesus was about to perform yung kanyang ikatlong miraculous sign. But this time, it's going to be public. Very public. Tingnan po natin ang verse 1. Ang sabi po dyan, After this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. There was a feast. Hindi ko tiyak kung anong feast ito, pero lahat po ng feast ng Jerusalem, ng, ng Israel, throngs of people are present, were present in Jerusalem. Jews from all over Israel at kahit po yung mga galing pa sa ibang lugar, ibang bansa, pumupunta po sa Jerusalem para magdiwang ng mga kapistahan. And this is how it was during a feast in Jerusalem. So marami pong tao. Now, hindi lamang po yung Jerusalem ang puno ng tao. Sabi po sa verse 3, doon daw po sa pool of Bethesda, in this lay a multitudes of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. So hindi lamang po doon sa plaza, hindi lang po sa templo, hindi lang po sa mga street, kundi dito po mismo, Sa pool of Bethesda, multitudes, say multitudes. Ano ba sa Tagalog yan? Sandamakmak. <laughs> no, siguro punong-puno yung, yung pool of Bethesda yung mga nakapaligsa niya. At ang tao doon mga blind, lame, and paralyzed. Now, so verse 13. So, maraming taong mga may sakit. Ano pa? Verse 13. Now, the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus has withdrawn as there was crowd in the place. Say crowd. Maraming madlang people. Hindi lang yung mga may sakit ang nandun sa pool of Bethesda, siguro po yung mga galing sa ibang lugar, siguro gusto rin nilang gumaling, o gusto nilang, para mga turista sila, gusto, ano pong meron dyan sa pool of Bethesda na yan? Sabi niya, there was crowd in the place. So hindi lamang po yung street, hindi lamang po yung pool of Bethesda, kundi yung buong Jerusalem. Meaning, everywhere there are there were people around. Now, the first two signs of Jesus were very private. Water into wine, only the servants and the disciples saw it. 
yung pong healing of the official son, only the official and his family knew about it. But this one is different. Jesus is now slowly revealing His glory in public. Bawat miracle po, naggagawin dito yung seven signs, paunti-unti po, pataas ng pataas at pasidhi ng pasidhi ang pagre-reveal ni John ng kaluwalatian ni Jesus. Sabi nga po, from glory to glory. So si Jesus po pumunta doon sa pool of Bethesda and He zeroed in on a guy who had been lame for 38 years. Sino dito naranasan yun ng sumakit ang ulo ng isang oras? Sumakit ang ngipin nyo ng isang araw. Ow. Nagka-migraine ng isang linggo. Okay? Nagkaroon ng arthritis ng isang buwan. May gout ng isang taon. Ito po, paralitiko, lame for 38 years. That's a long time to be sick. The question is, why this man? Bakit ito yung pinili ni Jesus? He didn't show any sign of faith before, during, or after the healing. Hindi nga po siya nag-express ng gratitude kay Jesus. In fact, marami po mga scholars naniniwala na itong taong to ay ungrateful. Binitray pa nga daw po niya si Jesus kasi nung nalaman niya si Jesus yung nagpagaling, alam din niya hinahanap na ng mga religious leaders si Jesus. Itinuro, eh, yun, yun, yun yung nagpagaling sa akin. So ang tanong po, bakit siya? Why him? Well, maybe because siya yung pinakamatanda siguro or siya na yung pinakamatagal doon sa lugar sa, sa pool of uh, Bethesda na nagiintay ng kanyang kagalingan. Or maybe dahil sa matanda siya, matagal siya, siguro siya yung pinakasikat doon among the sick. Or maybe all of the above. But why only him? Why not Heal all the sick. May mga instances po na si Jesus, pagagalingin niya lahat ng mga may sakit, regardless of gender, social standing, or even the severity of their case. But not yet. Not this time. He just wants to give them a forte. Say fortes. After performing the miraculous sign, si Jesus po immediately, ano sabi niya sa Bible natin? For Jesus had withdrawn. Umalis po si Jesus matapos siyang gumawa ng himala. Hindi pa po oras ni Jesus for the full disclosure of His glory. So He gave the people a foretaste of His glory. Pero ito pong foretaste na to, itong patikim na ito, will lead into something else more radical. Why? Because through this miracle, Jesus broke their wrong beliefs. Jesus broke the wrong beliefs. Tatlong bagay po yung sinira niya dyan. Ito pong event na to took place during a religious feast. Say, religious feast. And a Sabbath day, so the people at that time were very religious. Okay? Hindi po ito yung ordinaryong town fiesta ninyo o yung fiesta sa barangay kung saan nagkakaroon ng palo sebo, nag-aagawang buko. Inabot nyo pa ba yun? Ah, oh, wala na ngayon. Agawang adik na lang ngayon. Habulang adik. 
Hindi po ito katulad din nung, nung pinagbenga. No? Sino naka-attend na ng pinagbenga? Nakusan ng daming tao, pero hindi ito religious festival. Ang katulad po nito is, is like parang sinulog nung Cebu. Kung saan nagdiriwang po sila ng kapistahan ng Santo Niño. O kaya naman yung Feast of the Black Nazarene in Quiapo. Hindi ba? Napapanood natin niya sa TV. Siguro yung iba naging bahagi kayo niyan minsan. So ito pong feast na to sa Jerusalem, this is huge. It's a big time religious festival. And to add insult to injury, it was also the Sabbath day. The most sacred day of the week for the Jews. So extra religious sila. Yet even though Jerusalem was very religious, they were also superstitious. So the first thing that Jesus broke was their superstition. Ito po kasing instances na to, naniniwala sila, pag binasa po niyo sa ibang translation, ang paniniwala po nila kasi, mayroong angel na nag steer up nung uh, pool. Ano ba sa Tagalog yung ini-steer up? No, hinahalo, kinakaw-kaw. At ang sino man, the moment na steer up po yan ng angel, according sa kanilang superstition, ang sino mang unang makatalon, makaliko doon sa pool, ay gagaling. So kung ikaw ay bulag, ay bahala ka kung mauntog ka sa pader. Di ba? Ang problema, hindi mo alam kung paano kung gumalaw na nga yung tubig. Kung ikaw ay paralitiko, wala. Siguro kung ikaw ay bingi, ikaw ay pipi, makita mo kagad, makakatalon ka kagad. O ikaw ay may ketong, makakatalon ka kagad. Okay? So yun po ang kanilang uh, paniniwala. This pool was home to hope and frustration at the same time. Bakit? Because there's always hope for you to get better. Umaasa ka, inaasam-asam mo yun. Sana, sana ako unang makakita. Sana yung mga pilay hindi makalakad para ako yung unang <laughs> makatalundong. Subalit pag may nauna sa'yo, ano nangyayari? You feel frustrated. In superstition, mga kapatid, you need to have the right formula para makuha mo ang pagpapala na inaasam mo. You need to have the right formula para makuha mo yung pagpapala ang inaasam mo sa Diyos. In this case, the formula is first come, first serve. Yun yung tamang formula. Kailan mauna ka or else, sorry ka. Then, Jesus sa kalagitnaan po ng multitudes, ng mga maraming may sakit, Jesus demonstrated to the people the futility of their superstitious belief and the radicalness of His power to heal. Naghihintay yung mga tao, nakatitig sila sa tubig, then all of a sudden narinig nila, mayroong isang tao nagtanong, gusto mong gumaling? Ay, kung gusto mo ano ka kaling, Gusto ko, uh, uh, uh. Sabi ni Jesus, tumayo ka. Stand up and walk. The guy stood up and walked. And you can almost feel and hear the oohs and the ahs. Yung mga Johnny Lago mag- Oh. Inisip ko, ano kayo nakaramdaman ng mga may sakit? Bakit siya lang? Bakit hindi ako? Sana ako na lang. Ako na lang ulit. May pinanghuhugutan, ano? 
He broke their superstition. And I thank God because He broke our superstitious belief. Naalala niyo pa po ba yung mga superstitious belief ninyo? Daya na yung mga sikat. Daya yung, yung bawal ang usog. Ha? Bawal ang usog. Ay, doesn't matter kung nag-toothbrush yun o hindi. Isang superstitious belief natin, yung kapag ililibing na yung patay, itatawid yung bata. Yan, yung tatawid. Doon sa kabaong. Pero dapat maingat kasi baka yung batang maunang mailibing. Isa pang superstitious belief natin, huwag magwawali sa gabi. Bakit? Lalabas ang swerty. Buti na lang ngayon, tayong mga kristyano na hindi na tayo naniniwala sa swerte. Bakit? Kasi malas yon. Praise God that Jesus broke our superstitious belief. Marami po yan. Diyo ba? Yung mananalangin, Panginoon, pagpalay mo po ako. Show me the sign. Tapos nakakita ng tatlong butiki. Three. Tatayaan ko yan. Three. Na naginip, may octopus na kumakapit sa kanya. Octopus, walo yun. Eight. Isa na lang, Lord. Isa na lang. Yeah? Bonggang-bonggang dating. Kung meron pa po, kung kayo po'y kristyano na at naniniwala pa po kayo sa mga pamahiin na wapo sa araw na ito, ay mapalaya na kayo ng Panginoon. The Jews were not only superstitious, at the same time, they were very religious. Di ba? Sounds familiar? Di ba? Yes, they were very religious, but it was in the form of Religious legalism. Yan po yung gustong i-break din ni Jesus. Religious legalism. Sabi po sa verse 16, And this is why the Jews were persecuting Jesus because He was doing these things on the Sabbath. Ginagawa ni Jesus yung pagpapagaling sa Sabbath at binuhat ng lalaki yung kanyang math during Sabbath. You are not allowed to work on Sabbath. Talaga? Now, bakit ba nangyari yun? Pakinggan po ninyo. The law, ang intention po ng law talaga ay para po yung mga hudyo ay mag-take ng necessary rest for their spiritual and physical well-being. For physical and spiritual purposes. Now, having been a slave for more than 400 years in Egypt, yung mga hudyo po, walang konsepto ng rest. Tabaho lang sila every day. All they did was work, 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 work. Pagising nila naman sa umaga, work, 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 work. No rest at all. So God instituted Sabbath so that they will rest. Kailangan talaga specify ni Lord. Wag nyo gagawin to, wag nyo gagawin to. Bakit kasi ang tendency nila mag work, 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 work. Sabi ni Lord, wag na kayong kukuha ng mana pagdating ng seventh day, pagdating ng sabat, anong ginawa nila? Punta pa rin, kuha pa rin. So sabi ni Lord, wag kayong magtatrawa. He instituted Sabbath, but the religious leaders of Jesus' time pushed it beyond the limit at naging very legalistic po sila to the point that it kills the very life of the Jewish faith. Because faith, their faith had become a formula. Anong formula? Do this, don't do that. And when you do this, and you don't do that, 
you will be okay with God. Eh, sinubukan natin yan, mga kapatid, di ba? Sinubukan ito, gagawin ko ito, ito, hindi ko gagawin, magsisimba ako sa linggo. No? Tapos, ito, tapag nag-communion ako, kailangan wala akong kinain, kasi pag dumikin sa dila ako, ako, makasalanan ako. Alam mo yan? Almost always, the result is the same. We fail. Hindi tayo maka, hindi natin ma, ma, maabot yung pamantayan ng Diyos. But God does not want a religious formula. Hindi po formula ang gusto ni Jesus. Tingnan po ninyo, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Sabi niya ganun, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though you, they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. Ito po yung isang imbitasyon ng Panginoon. Sabi niya, come now, let us reason together. Halika, paliwanagan tayo. Alam niyo po, kahapon, inimbitahan po kaming mag-asawa, pamilya ni, ni Dom sa isang uh, kainan po, dinner. No? At pagkatapos po noon, kasama po niya ang kanyang uh, iniirog. Naks talaga ng iniirog naramdaman po namin na mas naging malapit po kami sa isa't isa. Tama? Kasi ganun po ang nagagawa kapag inimbitahan ka sa isang kainan na, na dinner. Mas nagiging close. Amen. Gusto niyo ba maging close kay Dom? Iniimbitahan ko po kayong lahat sa linggo. Sagot po niya. Okay? Hindi, simple lang po. Sa Jollibee, Davao, kanya-kanyang pamasahe. So ang gusto po ni Lord, sabi niya, gusto niya mag-build ng relationship. Come, halika, usap tayo. Ano ba kasalanan mo? Patatawarin ko yan. Kahit, kahit napaka-itim ng budhi mo. Yeah? Kasing itim ng toksido. Yeah? Kasing pulaman yan ng, ng, ng crimson, whatever that is. <laughs> sabi niya, papuputiin ko yan. Mas maputi pa sa laban ng wings. This is a beautiful picture of relationship. Ito po ang gusto ng Panginoon. And that's what Jesus offers to us, not religious legalism. In fact, si Jesus po'y galit na galit sa mga religious leaders of His time dahil po sa legalism at hypocrisy. Nagde-demand po itong mga religious leaders na ito na mag-perform yung mga tao ng isang bagay na hindi naman nila ginagawa sa sarili nila. And Jesus, when He saw that guy, He healed him and said, Walk! and carry your mat. Okay? Pwede naman sabihin, tingin po kayo sa akin, pwede naman sabihin na Jesus eh, magsitayo ka. <laughs> o tumayo ka, lumakad ka, umuwi ka na, magaling ka na. Pwede naman yun, di ba? Hindi po pwede. Pwede, di ba? Pero bakit sinabi ni Jesus, sabi niya ganun, stand up and walk, pick up your mat. Bakit hindi na lang yung sinabing, tumayo ka, iwan mo na yan. Hindi mo kailangan yan. It was the Sabbath. Carrying your mat is considered work. Alam nyo, kahit hanggang ngayon, naikwento ko na sa inyo to dati, kahit hanggang ngayon sa, sa Israel, meron, pagdating ng Sabbath, meron tinatawag na Sabbath elevator. Yung Sabbath elevator, yung kusang bumubukas, kusang sumasara, at kusang napipindot, automatic, pindot lahat ng floor. So, hindi mo na kailangan pumindot. Bakit? It's work. So, ang haba po ng pila niyan sa mga Hudyo, yung samantalang yung ordinary elevator for foreigners, walang tao. Tapos, kapag may 
foreigner, lalo na, mga, usually mga Pilipino, pag Pilipino na pinintot at bumukas, lahat po ng mga Hudyo pasukan doon. At sasabihin lang, pwede pakipindot? Bakit? Kasi ang pagpindot ay work. Ganun ho, kaligalistik. Lord, bakit sinabi mo pa? Considered work yan, magagalit yung mga religious leaders. Precisely. Ito po yung gusto ni Jesus. He was trying to stir up and challenge the wrong beliefs and wrong mindset of the Jews. Verse 10, it says, So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered, The man who healed me, the man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Now, just try to imagine with me, okay? Try to imagine with me. Ako po yung, kasama niyo yung lame. Ako yun, yeah? But 38 years, ang lugar ko lang siguro, bahay, pull up Bethesda. Bahay, pull up Bethesda. Desire kong gumaling. All of a sudden, gumaling ako. Daladala ko ngayon yung aking mat. ba? Tapos pagpunta ko sa templo, uy, bagong pintura palang templo. Ay, ang ganda pala dito. Tapos punta siya, uy, grabe, may bago na palang SNR dito. Uy, uy, merong save more. Tapos, uy, naku, may landmark na. Parang ganun, di ba? Yung lahat bago. Tapos pagdating niya doon sa mga religious leader, ano sabi sa kanya? Uh, bakit daladala mo yan? Uh, Oo, oh, bakit daladala mo yan? <laughs> ako po yung paralitik ko doon. Hindi niyo po ako natatandaan. Ako yung sikat doon eh. Hindi niyo ba? Lagi dumadala. Ako yung paralitik. Gumaling na ako. So, Bakit mo bitbit yan? Ay, yung nagpagaling sa akin. Can you imagine that? Sabi niya, yung nagpagaling sa akin, siya yung nagutos sa akin eh. Verse 12. So they ask him, Who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? Wala man lang. Ay, ikaw pala yun. Praise God! Hallelujah! Congratulations! I'm happy for you. Walang ganun eh. Here's a guy who has been lame for 38 years and for the very first time in his life, he lived and walked and namasyal siya doon. Tapos sabi sa kanya, ay, bakit mo daladala yan? What? The people were more concerned with the carrying of the mat than the healing of the man. That's what legalism will do. It will kill the very life out of you. And that's what Jesus deliberately and intentionally did, this miraculous sign. Kaya ho, ginawa yun ni Jesus on a Sabbath. Diyo ba, minsan naalala ko, may mga estudyante, nung nagbago, yes, konsumidong-konsumido ang magulang. Nung nagbago, dahil lumati ng church, sabi, sa ano ba yung church natin naman yan? Sa victory po, nai, tinuro. Mas mabuti pa, mag-addict ka na lang. Ah, totoo po yan, may narinig po akong ganyan. <laughs> nagbago ako, tapos ngayon gusto mo maging addict ako ulit. Bakit? Eh, ano yun ako nung magkakaiba tayo ng anak? Ano na pala tayo? What? Kaya po si Jesus, deliberate yun. During the Sabbath day, ginawa niya yung imala. Jesus broke their superstition, 
their religious legalism, and what else did he break? Yung pangapananampalataya po ng mga Hudyo, tama naman. Kaya lang, it was a limited revelation. Limited revelation. Tingnan po ninyo, verse 18. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill Jesus because He was breaking the Sabbath, but He was even calling God His own Father, making Himself equal with God. Okay? He was making Himself equal with God. Paano po sila nagkaw ng gantong conclusion? Bakit pa ganito yung naging kaisipan nila? Sinabi, sinabi ni Jesus, My Father is working. My Father is working and I am still working. Sabi niya, you're making yourself equal with God. Bakit ganun? Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. And God said, ito po yung during the time of creation, and God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which their seed, each according to its kind on the earth, and it was so. Genesis chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, pag nagkikreate si Lord, hayop man po yan, halaman, or whatever, lagi pong kasunod yan, each according to its kind. Ang ibig sabihin po niyan, ang mentalidad po ng mga Hudyo, kung ano ang puno, siyang bunga. Amen? Kung ano ang ama't ina, siya rin ang anak. So kung ang, nag, ang tatay at tanay ay chonggo, ang anak ay chonggo. Tama? So kung ang anak niyo mukhang chonggo, o nag-aasal chonggo, malamang sa bahay may nakikita siyang mas malaking chonggo. Okay? According to its Kind. Ito po yung frame of mind ng mga Hudyo. So when Jesus claimed that God is His Father, sa isip po ng mga Hudyo, He is of the same nature as that of God. Making Himself God as well. And that is precisely what Jesus meant. And that's precisely the reason kaya siya gustong patayin ng mga Hudyo. Okay? Bakit? Bakit sila galit na galit? Kasi po, yung mga Hudyo naniniwala sa monotheism or yung one God. Isa lang ang Diyos. Deuteronomy 6.4 Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Yung salitang one po na yan, pag tinranslate po yan, pwede rin po siyang itranslate as unity. So yung word ng Hebrew, it could be one or unity. Pareho pong word ang ginagamit. Naintindihan po natin? Now, ito po ang tanong ko. Pastor, ang tanong ko'y ganire. If God is a trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three person in one God. If God is a trinity, bakit hindi na lang kaagad-agad sinabi ng Diyos sa mga Israelita nung panahon na yan that the Lord, our God, the Lord is trinity. Bakit po? Eh, nahihirapan pa tayo tuloy ngayon. Nag-away-away pa tuloy yung mga uh, uh, iglesia ni Kristo, sila kibuloy, binabanatan yung dito. Bakit? Sana sinabi na lang, Trinity. Ito po ang paliwanag. Makinig po kayo. Dahil po sa loob ng apat na raang taon na sila po'y alipin sa Egypt, ito pong mga Hudyo, napapalibutan po sila ng mga tao at ng mga bansa na naniniwala sa polytheism or many multiple gods. 
Sumasamba sila sa multiple gods. Parang India. Okay? India po is a multiple gods. Mas marami pang ata ang Diyos nila kaysa sa populasyon nila. Kahit isang billion na population ng India. And it would be very hard for the Jews to understand the concept of Trinity when they came doon po sa lupang pangako na kung saan polytheistic ang mga tao. It is like teaching the concept sa isang bata, you're teaching the concept of trigonometry, eh hindi pa siya nag-arithmetic. Yeah? Eh kahit nga di mga college na hindi maintindihan trigonometry. Yeah? Yung mga sine, cosine, gusto ka just sign. <laughs> Or else I'll resign. Yeah? You see, yung mga Hudyo nga po, naniniwala sila na yung Holy Spirit ay hindi Diyos. Dahil isa lamang ang Diyos, si Yahweh. Kahit na po yung Holy Spirit na i-reveal na sa Old Testament, they fail to understand the Holy Spirit because ang konsepto nila, eh, Holy Spirit, God Spirit, isa lang siguro yun, o baka siya yung power lang ni God. Hanggang ngayon po, paniniwala ng mga Hudyo, the Holy Spirit is the power of God made of force, PG. Okay? Kaya po, when Jesus started to pull back His veil to allow people to take a peek para hubasilip ng mga tao yung kanyang kaluwalatian bilang isang Diyos, para po maipakilala niya kung sino talaga siya na siya equal kay God, that He was Yahweh in the flesh, they were so offended. They've never seen anything like it when He heals. They've never seen like Him when He speaks. After the Old Testament, 400 years, hindi nagsalita si Lord. Tapos dumating si Jesus and then He speaks with authority, manghang-mangha po sila lahat. All the people listened intently and all the leaders got angry and they cried out, heresy, heresy, heresy. Pero tingnan po niyo kung ano sinabi ni Pablo patungkol kay Jesus. Colossians 1:15 to 20 he is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things hold together he is the head of the body the church he is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in everything he might be preeminent For in Him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through Him, to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. He is God in bodily form. Jesus claimed God as His Father, effectively equating Himself with God. At ano po nangyari dahil doon? Sabi po ng Text natin sa verse 18. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill Him. Jesus, tingin po kayo, intentionally and deliberately offended the religious leaders. Why? Because now, He is setting up His death. Inuumpisahan niya na, iset up kung paano siya mamamatay. Dahil po nung ginawa niya yon nagsimula na nga pagplanuhan ng mga Hudyo ang kanyang kamatayan. Balikan po natin yung istorya natin. Anong sabi ng istorya natin? Jesus zeroed in on the most famous sick guy in the pool. 
He healed him during a festival. He asked him to carry his mat even though it was the Sabbath and he knew it will create great commotion. Sa, ito po ay nasa backdrop. Ang backdrop po nito ay merong religious festivities at Sabbath day at yung mga hudyo po ay napaka-religious ng mga panahon na yon. At nung ginawa po niya yon, nagalit yung mga hudyo, ano sabi niya sa mga hudyo? My father. Say my father. My father is working until now and I am working. Imagine ito. Napaka-religious ng mga tao. Talagang sasabi niya, my father. Alam niyo kung ano katumbas niyan? Parang ganito. Parang imagine niyo yung sarili niyo, pumunta kayo ng Lamitan Basilan. Okay? Al- alam ko, hindi niyo pa alam kung saan yun. Pero sa Mindanao yon. At alam niyo pag sinabing Mindanao, Lamitan Basilan. Okay? Marami mo dyan. MILF, MNLF, at lahat pa ng LF. Tapos pupunta ka sa gitna ng kanilang plaza at sisigaw ka ng malakas na malakas sa kalagitnaan ng palengke plaza at sasabihin mong, May kapatid si Allah! At siya rin ay isang Diyos. At ako yun. <laughs> Talagay niyo ano mangyari sa inyo. Malamang lahat ng buhok niyo malalagas sa bunot ng mga tao. Yung buto mo magkakalasog-lasog at ang katawan mo'y matatadtad ng baril. Bakit? Sira ang ulo ng taong gagawa nun. Amen? Kung hindi sira ulo, number two, ikaw talaga yung kapatid ni Allah. <laughs> Kasi gagawin mo yun? You are inviting disaster over your head. During the time of Jesus, wala hong magdider na gagawa nun unless crazy siya or The Jews sought to kill him and they did kill him. At dahil po siya napatay, maraming nagsasabi siya daw po isang biktima ng religious fanaticism o biktima ng Roman injustice. EJK. That's not true at all. Why? Jesus was never a victim. Hindi po siya victim. Jesus was a volunteer. Hindi po siya yung walang choice. Alam niya ang kanyang ginagawa. John 10, 17-18, For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. Alam po ni Jesus kung ano yung pinasok niya. Alam ni Jesus yung dahilan bakit siya pumunta sa lupa. Alam niya kung ano ang mangyayari. At ginawa po niya ang lahat ng yan according to the eternal plan of God. Kung si Jesus po ay produkto lamang ng katang-isip ng tao, ng mga religious fanatics na gustong gumawa ng isang relihiyon at magkaroon ng isang tagapagligtas, hindi po ganitong Jesus ang kanilang isusulat. Di ba kayo pag may tagapagligtas, anong gusto niyo tagapagligtas? Yung natatalo? Yung mamamatay? Gusto niyo yung matagumpay? Di ba? Gusto niyo yung malakas, makisig. Hindi natatalo. Pero si Jesus po, the opposite. He was setting up His own defeat because it was only through His defeat that He could win. It was only through 
His death that He could live again. And it was only through His death that we could live again. Amen? Jesus is never crazy. He is real. And He is God. Na-persecute siya hindi dahil sa manghimalang ginawa niya, kundi dahil kiniklaim niya na siya isang Diyos. Jesus is not your ordinary teacher or miracle worker. He is not your ordinary Savior. Nothing is ordinary about Jesus. His love is radical. Yung approach po niya radical. Yung teachings niya radical. At pag na-encounter mo siya, radical change will happen in your life. Jesus is beyond our superstition. Kung sinasabi ng mga superstition, oh, pagka ginawa mo to, saka ka lang gagaling. Jesus is beyond that. Actually, Jesus is even beyond medical findings and the medical opinions of the doctors. Sabi ng doktor, nako, stage 4 ka na. Yanda mo ng pamilya mo, mamamatay ka na. Kailan po? Yesterday. But that's just their opinion. But Jesus is beyond medical opinion. Ang kapatid ko po, sinabi ang ganun, mga limang buwan, pwede kang mabuhay. Hanggang ngayon, buhay pa rin. May git, sampung taon na. Amen? Kahit ano sabihin ng mga, ta- mga doktor sa inyo, anak ko, yung wala ng pag-asa yan. Yung mga taba mo dito, hindi na matatanggal yan. Huwag <laughs> niyo paniwalaan yan! Ako, naniniwala. Kahit ano sabihin, opinion lang nila yon. Merong mas matas na opinion. Amen? Jesus cannot be limited by man-made rules or religious mindset. Jesus is more than a miracle worker. He is more than a great teacher. He is more than a savior. Nobody took his life away from him. He gave it away voluntarily. He was never a hapless and a helpless victim. He was a willing volunteer who died for his flock. At makalipas po ng tatlong araw, siya ay nabuhay na magulit. Wala pong gumawa nun kahit sino. At wala pong makagagawa nun kahit sino. Ang mamatay at muling mabuhay, si Jesus lang po. That's why He is God and He is worthy of our faith. That's why He is God and is worthy of our praise. Ano po ibig pakahulugan nito sa buhay natin? Una, kagaya po nung paralitikong yun na natanggap niya ang kanyang Himala, by the grace of God. Matatanggap mo rin ang Himala ang hinihingi mo sa Panginoon by the grace of God. Hindi kailangan ng religious formula. Second, kung paano na-persecute si Jesus kahit gumawa siya ng mabuti, nagturo siya ng tama, na-persecute siya, tayo po bilang isang kristyanong kapag namuhay ng tama at tumayo sa salita ng Diyos, mape-persecute tayo. At kung hindi pa po kayo nakakaranas ng persecution, ang dalangin ko po na way makaranas tayong lahat. Dahil iba po ang nagagawa ng persecution sa buhay ng isang kristyan. Ang huling tanong ko po ito, gusto mo bang maranasan si Kristo? 
Kung gusto mong maranasan si Jesus, hindi mo kailangan ng religious formula. Hindi mo kinakailangan na manalangin mula monumento hanggang baklara ng nakalohod para makaranasan mo si Jesus. What you need is a relationship with Him. Religious formula will kill the life out of you. But your relationship with Jesus would give you eternal life. Lahat po ng reliyon, all religion, bar none, ito man po ay Confucianism, Buddhism, or Animism, yung mga reliyon at paniniwala ng mga nasa kung saan mga tribo. Ang formula po, pare-pareho. Ano yung formula? Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. Sa Buddhism, you do this, you don't do that. Sa Hinduism, do this, you don't do that. Tanging ang Kristyanismo lamang po. Ang kakaibang formula. Anong formula ng Kristyanismo? Done. Dahil sabi ni Jesus nung siya napako sa krus, it is finished. Ginawa na ni Jesus ang lahat para sa atin. All we need to do is to believe in what He did so that we can have eternal life. Amen? Batid ko po na marami sa inyo ang umihiling ng Himala sa Diyos. Amen? Iba't ibang Himala. Pamilya, trabaho, kagalingan, anak, asawa, Tandaan po ninyo, hindi natin kailangan ng formula. Kailangan lang natin biyaya ng Diyos. Pag may relasyon ka sa Diyos, mas madaling makatanggap ng Himala. Yun nga kung lalaki, walang relasyon sa Diyos, nakatanggap ng Himala. Tayo pang may relasyon sa Panginoon. Amen? Pero mas, ang mas importante po sa Himala, eh yung nagbibigay ng Himala. Yung magkaroon ka ng relasyon doon sa nagbibigay ng Himala. At naniniwala po ako sa lugar na ito ngayon, sa oras na ito, may mga tao pong nakatayo dito sa ating kalagitnaan. Alam mo, sa puso mo, wala ka pang relasyon sa Diyos. At kanina habang ako'y nangangaral, kinakalabit ka ng banal na spirit. Sinasabi niyang, gusto ko makipagrelasyon sa iyo. Gusto ko malaman ninyo kay tagal kayong hinintay ng Panginoon. Sabi niya, ito na yung araw na nilikha ng Diyos. Kapag narinig mo ang tinig ko, huwag kang magmamatigas. Hayaan mong lumapit ka sa akin at ang sino mang lumalapit sa akin, kailanman hindi ko itatabog. Sabi niya, Come, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be white as wool. Patatawarin kita, lilinisin kita, tatanggapin kita. Babaguhin ko ang buhay mo. Bibigyan kita ng kapatawaran, buhay na walang hanggan. Kung mananampalataya kang ako ay namatay sa krus ng kalbaryo para sa iyong kasalanan at nabuhay na maguli upang mabigyan ka ng buhay na walang hanggan. Kung kikilalanin mo ko, tagapagligtas at Panginoon ng iyong buhay, sinabi ni, ni Juan, bibigyan ka ng Diyos ng buhay na walang Nais ko po kayong ipanalangin. Kahit sa maikling oras nito, ito, po tayong lahat at pumikit. Kung ikaw yan, kung ikaw yung tinutukoy ng Diyos, 
alam mo at alam mo at alam mo, kinakalabit ka na niya, kinakausap ka niya, at nais mong isuko ang buhay mo sa Panginoon, magkakaroon ng relasyon sa Kanya, humingi ng tawad, bibilang ako hanggang tatlo, pagkatapos nun ay itaas mong iyong kamay. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Salamat po sa kamay na yan. Sige po, taas yung kamay niyo. Salamat. Salamat po. Meron pa po. Alam ko, meron pa po. Huwag kayong mahiya. Kay tagal po kayong hinintay ng Panginoon. Thank you for that help. Thank you for that help. Ito na po yung pinakadakilang desisyon na gagawin nyo sa inyong buhay. Sumunod po kayo sa isang maikling panalangin ito. Sabihin nyo, Panginoong Yesus, maraming salamat sa iyong pag-ibig. Ikaw ay nabuhay, namatay, at nabuhay na magulit. Upang ako'y patawarin at bigyan ng buhay na walang hanggang. Lumalapit po ako sa Humingi ng tawad sa lahat ng aking mga kasalanan. At mula po sa oras na ito, pinubuksan ko ang aking puso. Kinikilala ko. Ikaw ang aking Panginoon. Ikaw ang aking tagapagligtas. Mula po sa araw na ito, ang hiling ko, tulungan mo ako mabuhay ayon sa iyong kanawa. Salamat po sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. Amen. Tapakan po natin. Tapakan.